Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday, you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. No, no I, I'm going to disagree with all of you here, right? So I get that we should respect all these people, right? What they do helps, what they do is meaningful, that's fine. But from a societal perspective, why should we not grow the pie, right? Mm-hmm. Why should we not encourage our people to aspire to, bet, well, not better, but higher meaning jobs, right? Jobs that they really want to do. And we have the luxury of importing all these people who do the jobs we don't want to do. So... I'm your host Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut, and I'm Dawn, Ashi Bajabi. Hey, folks, Rakesh here, and Anthony. I guess the old market updates crew is back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we never left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are doing something other than markets yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we brought this together because we saw the news publishing. I said, "Oh, forward Singapore, blah blah blah." Then I, I texted Dawn. I said, like, "Hey, forward Singapore, eh? we should talk about it, right?" So, in a matter of a week, you know, we are in studio, right? So today we are going to spend some time to talk about this forward Singapore movement and just kind of share our thoughts what do we think it's great what do we think it's like can be better what is missing what is good and After all that after digesting all the 180 yes. pages by the way yes <laughs> we all read 180 pages 180 yes we never read like straight times headlines <laughs> then, then come and talk to you already okay? yeah no we, summary the actual primary yes, source yes yes so we read everything so maybe for a start y'all want to share your thoughts like what is interesting to you uh, within the forward Singapore 180 page I'm gonna steal your joke just now. It was quite clear after reading the document that somebody read what start with why, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the book start with why. I, I, I can echo with that. I thought like okay, but jokes aside, um what I really appreciated about it was I felt hurt. Like hurt. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, like a lot of the things that have been said over the years are finally, you know, being documented in a 180 pager with the next PM's face or now PM ready, right? Hand over. All is well. The next PM face, big, big over there. And that gives that, you know, it's very symbolic because it shows that we're hearing you, your leaders, the government is hearing you. And I felt like, finally, but then the next question is, so are you going to give us what we want? because when i read it i was like okay okay a lot of motherhood statements yeah. in a document like this where you're trying to kind of set a vision and a path for the nation uh you need these motherhood statements where it's big enough that everyone else can kind of like adjust their needs to it you know and like kind of project your, your ideas on but narrow enough for some sort of a defined path Right, so these are kind of motherhood statements that's done well is is very important, yeah. right? And yeah, I I read and there are a lot of little words that that caught my attention. Love it. <laughs> I think just as a concept, if you don't mm. mind me starting from there. I love it just as a concept. I mean, the whole thing is conceptual, yeah. right? Including <laughs> <laughs> the words that were, the ideas, yes, yes. ideology thought yeah. behind it, but it felt as though, okay, so I mean, for a couple of years now, everyone's been saying, oh, everyone just following the previous. Um, you know, uh, ministers and the way that they set Singapore. And everyone's just been going through a template. Um, I felt that this was their, their big opener, if you will, mm. of we are here. We are here to stay. Um, and they needed to, to craft a message and craft a new vision for themselves to take forth. Because the old vision of putting a roof over your head, making everybody a bit more richer, blah, 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 that's gone. We're there. So Why is it gone? 
<laughs> okay, in terms of where it was in 1960s versus 2000s, it was it's it's a very different as as a concept. I felt they needed to differentiate. They needed to create their own identity, mm. and I believe this is that identity of we want to hear from you. We want to move Singapore forward. What do we need to do to make that happen? As a concept, I believe that's my first initial reaction. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and I think you know their their concept is quite clearly a lot softer. Mm. Right, there, there is a very marked shift away from the the old what they have called the old Singapore dream, the five C's. Right, they, mm. they haven't told you what the new Singapore dream is, but that that's no longer <laughs> the dream. No, the new Singapore dream is what we decide. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, not, not yet, not yet. Okay. TBD, TBD. <laughs> right, um, no, but that was very jarring to me because like. A big part of the discussion was like, okay, the old Singapore dream no, is no I, I was so valid. excited. I was yeah, reading yeah, it on the text. I was like, whoa. Yeah, you thought they were defined yeah. a new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. so what is the dream now? <laughs> 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 you guys get to decide. Like, like, like the drama you watch, huh? climax, 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 then boom. Then they cancel the show. No more. I think it's a work in progress, right? And maybe at the end of the day, the Singapore dream and the reality of what the government wants to achieve is every they give everybody the tools to achieve what they want, mm. right? Which, which because there is no one template Singapore dream mm. that everybody needs to achieve, right? Mm. So so I think maybe that that's the maybe end game. the inherent underlying message is that the Singapore dream is yours to write, yeah, and yeah. not follow someone else's. Yeah, the Singapore C's. dream is each Singaporean's dream, yes, right. I, I think that that might be where we are going, but. I'll, I'll let the, the leaders decide. If they use that tagline, please remind me. And as you said, the, the words they have always been using in, in throughout this report were very deliberate. And what I thought was quite interesting was that they did not mention meritocracy or merit. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I read until like page 80. I was like, hey, where's the meritocracy? Yeah. Like, I stopped mm. seeing this there, word. There, yeah. there was one line going about you know, learning means oh, we, we focus on a broader definition of merit at, in the context of education. right? But there is no, oh, Singapore is a meritocracy and, and all of that anymore. And there's which, less also of hard work. Like yeah. hard, oh, but, but there's a lot of personal responsibility. Yeah, you yeah, are yeah, still yeah. responsible for yourself. Correct, yeah, correct, yeah. correct. But like yeah. you know, in the past, it used to be all about like you must work hard. Must mm. have, we are meritocratic society, yeah. so you're gonna get those when you work hard. But now, not so much really. Yeah, yeah. That whole mm. a lot of the government is gonna do more, but uh, citizens must take on the responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like the bug yes. is yes. wrapping and also yes. contribute back society instead yes. of yes. only and government. And if you do well, you must also help others. Yes, correct. just helping. We expect you. But I mean, okay. So to be very, very cynical. Right? What is the government to say? I'm going to help you less. Cannot mm. be what? Yeah. Fair, <laughs> fair. So you know, I think I think that you know, so so what they have put out is a good message. Definitely, I I like a lot of the messages that were given. I look at my tax bill. I don't really like that anymore. But <laughs> for now, in, in concept, I, I like I like the the message that's been given. Then it's just a matter of I think the the big question mark is how they're going to implement it and and whether or not the the reality is you know what they are trying to portray it as, right? Or yeah. really will be what they are trying to portray it as and whether they'll be successful in pushing their policies to achieve these goals. Yeah, so, so essentially, it set out a little bit of that tone and I think we can go on to discuss a little bit more about the specifics, right? To be fair, I think the specifics are still quite limited Right, in terms of exact policies, but it mm. does set the tone for a lot of the stuff. Uh, they put their names at page two, right? The, the people <laughs> that contribute, you know, you put your names, it's like putting your face on the medicine like that, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's a big thing. Huh? So all these things, I think it kind of helps to set a tone and do not discount a document like that because once you put it out there, uh, you are allowing your supporters to coalesce around it you're also allowing your critics to use it to attack you all right right yes. so these documents are chosen very specifically i'm sure the words are very specific even the examples are very specific yes. right like like uh, don't 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 when you read it don't take it as like oh it's just another example no these are selected examples okay for for what it is so we have decided to cover this forward singapore document and this idea talk a little bit about these ideas you know in two parts okay so part one we're going to focus on the hard stuff right the economy la jobs and businesses la, all those close things. to my heart yeah yeah because our platform right? because the second one more on more yeah, close the second one is the heart second one is like our family social quality mm. of life some of the other stuff right so we're gonna separate this into a two-part discussion so so if you kind of join us in part two, okay, great. But, you know, you should be here first. Oh, and to, and to be exact, 
the document is separate in a very different way. It's not like how we are doing it. Like the chapter one to chapter nine is is very different for how we are how we're gonna do it. We just decided to rejumble them to to get to a premise that works for our show and our audience. Okay, so based on that, maybe we start right. So what are some of the things that stood out to you? You know, as part of this like jobs, business, economy, you know, da 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 stuff. Or the very macro stuff. Very, yeah. Very right. business, big things, you know, jobs. I go first. I think um, recognizing the anxiety that people feel towards jobs mm. in this mm. world where it is changing at a rate much faster than ever before. Mm. I mean, all along it's always been hard. Change is always hard, right? But I think now change is happening even faster than ever before. And that's going to be something that we have to address. So I like how the document, you know, talk about things like AI and how we need to adapt to the times. I mean, on the way here, I even saw an ad by the government. I don't know whether it was SkillsFuture or something. They say like, photography used to look like that. Yeah, then it looked future. like that. And now it's like that. What were next? Now you mm. need to go for upgrading, right? Yeah, and I thought that was very relevant because it's really something that people worry about. When you cannot accurately predict the future, what jobs do you go as a parent? What jobs should I push my kids towards, if any, mm. in order to deal with the new reality? Like when, in, when I was a kid, my parents pushed me to become a lawyer. Sorry, daddy, mommy, I didn't go that route. I yeah. should have uh, after learning how about <laughs> I it used to be clearer because my parents, our parents could push us in a certain direction knowing that we'll be more or less safe, right? Mm. But now, we honestly have no idea because mm. the jobs of today may not even exist anymore in the future. So how do we prepare them? Yeah, so no, that... I, I want to add on to that. Right? I think more importantly is that the change cycles are getting shorter. Correct. Right. Yeah. So it, it becomes harder to prepare. Right. No. No. Gone are the days of like, oh, we're gonna be a, a, a biochemical hub. You know, mm. we're gonna be a we, gaming we trying, digital uh, hub. We are still trying. We are still trying. Yeah, 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 we, are, know, we are. We are still trying. We are trying to be an aerospace hub. <laughs> I've heard that growing up, like 20, 20 years <laughs> of different different hubs that we want to be. And you see many of your friends, I mean, we all grew up in the era where there was a lot of this kind of like, oh, we want to be this hub, that hub, this hub. And you see a lot of your friends making education decisions going based into on that, that direction. Yes. Right, yes. based Absolutely. on that. So you see a lot of people doing that, biochemical, like now don't also don't know do what, right? Like, yeah. so you know, so no, do you have, so, the jobs do exist now. Yes, yes, but but the way it was done in the sense of like, it, it, it usually, it used to be professed as like, this thing will be the next big thing of yep. the nation and then yep. you get a whole trove of people investing their energy, time, resources to study it and then it usually falls flat. Not in yeah. the sense that it totally does not exist, but it's less than how it was marketed yep. and then you see a lot of Singaporeans ending up having to shift to other jobs and change a career and then they spend four or five years into that, into that thing already, right? Which, which is, which is a, uh, problematic to begin with but now the change is so fast that the government don't even in the document don't even say much about like oh we are going to be the next hub yeah. of this thing or the next hub. i never see any hub right like like i don't see any big things and in actuality i saw a different view of this where it is about okay so we don't know where's the direction huh? like the economy direction is very messy in the document, it said itself, right? That it, the change is very fast. We, we don't, we don't exactly, it's very hard to predict. So by extension, we're going to change it around to, instead of pushing everybody down a direction, we'll provide the platform for you to learn and make, and make learning cheaper. Change. Right? Yeah. Make learning cheaper, less painful, so Correct. that you can come in and out, right? So it's, it's more of an ecosystem platform building process rather than like, oh, we're going there, right? So I think that was what really, you know, caught me, you know, mm -hmm. rather than rather than how it used to be done, I guess, yeah. I mean, mm. I like this approach, actually. Mm. I, I know, mean, I remember, it, I remember you said, said to me before, if government give me more money to study, right? maybe I'll be in and out of different jobs more yeah. often. Yeah, no, yeah. but I, I mean, at the end of the day, where the economy goes, where the country goes, what, what industries develop, it, it's literally trying to predict innovation, right? Yes. Like a year ago, did anybody see ChatGPT being the thing it was and AI being the thing it was? Hard, right? Yeah. So prediction is always a fool's game, right? It's good that we are trying not to be ahead of the curve and and that and try to put to, to where the, the park is skating to, to mix energies, but that rather we want to put people with the skills so that whatever comes out after that, right, they can adapt or we have the workforce to adapt and we have the workforce to thrive in that sense, right, in whatever the new economy looks like. 
of course, there are big thing, there are big themes that they will need to say. You know, green economy, low carbon, AI, because very clear themes, right? Name um, one, bro. At, <laughs> I look at the thing. I mean, very very yeah. few concrete things yes, about how yes. we get there, but mm. you know, very very clear themes that they, they want to focus on that they still see. They just don't want to push too many people. Away. I mean, you look at the the com, com science grads now, mm. right? There's so many of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. every uni has computing school yeah. everybody wants to do it then and then my that time computer science wasn't even that popular yeah. 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 NUS huh, comes computing last night is uh, along the alley it's like it's, yeah. like, it's like a corridor yeah. you know really? NUS computing is a corridor that business school people walk to don't FSS don't have the wire yeah. from CS yeah. Yeah. don't have no change no, no, like you, you need to and that, that was always a joke right where the government said was kind of a, a sector that was falling behind you need to go if you are going to uni you need to go to uni in that sector mm. because yes. by the time you're graduate by the time we start working for a few years that's when that cycle shifts mm. and you are in the rising cycle with you know some experience mm. rather than whatever is hot at the moment yeah engineers are unicorns by the way yeah, desperately looking for engineers yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, data just, scientists yeah, and yeah, all yeah, as yeah. well it is but engineers are not even going into engineering jobs yeah because the jobs are not paying well and that's that's a part of the discussion wait 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 uh, wait wait um no i think you know, like I think coming back to Dawn's point on on what job is safe and, and all of these things, it's actually really, really hard, right? Because everything is changing. And I think what we really need to focus on and, and something that they touched on when, when they said building a, I'm going to use this phrase, platform as a country. <laughs> no, 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 no. I said, I'm going to use platform it. Platform as because, a country. I mean, in, in the tech world, everyone's like, SAS, SAS, SAS. Yeah. Actually, now the new thing is platform Pass. as a service. Right? Yeah. Platform as a service is actually yeah. a thing. Yeah. So yeah. now it's platform. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think what we really need to focus on is transferable skills. Mm. And I think that's what they're trying to lead towards without saying those words explicitly in the, in the document. Kepa, country as a platform. So come to Singapore, yeah. you want it. Yeah. to be your platform yes. for the world. Well, not come to Singapore, you're born here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really have a choice. Yeah. No choice okay, here. No staying is a choice. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's so important. And and that's where, you know, leading towards this pay gap, they want to reduce the, the, the pay gap among jobs and stuff like this is important because I, I believe we weren't allowed to change industries growing mm. up. At least, at least that was what was in my head whenever I, I grew up studying and so on and so forth. If you do this in uni, go ahead and get that mm, job that's and your then life, wait. Right? That's your path. Right, it's done. Right, what was it? Accountant, lawyer, two more, right? Doctor yeah. and, and whatever it is, the last one is. Well, else now it's it's not really like that because everything can change in every every single way. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's quite, I, I love the fact that they brought that up. Let me put it that way. I love it. Mm. Because if I'm sitting here doing a podcast because I like doing it, and the more we we the more we, we change the mindset or people have the mindset to say, I want to do what I like to do, the better it is for the society. Yeah. Okay. So this is the part that I find a bit scary, which is the like, go with your passion. You know, mm. I, I, I start to see the, in the document is very, it's very clear, right? That, that it talks about like good jobs go beyond just paycheck, good paychecks, right? I think that's where, where we are going with this. Right? Good jobs go beyond good paychecks. They must have meaning. They must have all that stuff, right? So it mm. is a changing aspiration of the population, right? I think that is why it's reflected in the document. But I really want to warn the population. <laughs> you know, it's like there are only so many jobs that can give you meaning. If you so happen to be one of the people that, you know, uh, found a great job that pays you well, great, go for it, right? I think that's the best case scenario. But... Yep. I really want to caution more people from trying to attach your meaning of life and your purpose into a career, right? And and when you bind that, right, it makes it makes the search for a good career even harder. It's like now it has to be good paying. On top of that, it must give you meaning in life, right? And on top of that, it must stay for long enough so that during the change cycle, right, you're not gonna, mm. right? So it, it gets harder and harder. Although I recognize that for Singapore highlighted that, you know, um, but I will caution people like, don't Actually, be too I think, in that line. I think in the document, they didn't state about higher paying jobs as well as passionate. I think they just said, go for the passionate ones and we'll do our best to try and make sure that it's not very far away from something yeah. you know, They didn't really use the word passion, more of fulfillment. Yeah, for purpose. 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 They use the word purpose. Yeah, okay, even heavier. Correct. Yeah, right? yeah. Passion is a level of the amount of pain that you can tahan, right? Purpose is like meaning of life, very elevated. Yes. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, and I'm not saying that uh, it's about the higher paying jobs per se, but I'm... I'm I'm putting it out there from like a PMATS perspective, right? From a lot of the middle-class working professionals, which are our audience, in their yep. head, right, is the jobs you must pay good, you know? 
Right, good I still need job. to eat. Yeah, I still need, not not just yeah, I need to do more than that, right? My mm. lifestyle must hit a certain style, and I still must have meaning, you know. And I and I think that is a bit scary because right, it's how we define and construct that meaning. So it's not so much personal, but being able to go and uh, to work and in that work recognize that what you're doing helps people in or contributes in a certain way it doesn't have to retype your identity mm. yeah but I'll use myself as an example because a lot of people ask me to quit my job mm. right especially when they say you do so many things so you got your blog and you got so many things going on I'll just quit I'll do it full time say I don't because I actually quite like my corporate job mm. not that I mm. like the pain but that when I wake up and I start I do my work I recognize the value of the work that I do to other people's lives, to the society, to economy. And that is good enough. And of course, then the pay is not bad. So then it helps me to stay on. And this is something that I think Singapore really lacks, which was why I like in the whole document when they talk about like narrowing the pay gap, getting more respect for other professions. They said uh, hand and hard work and yeah. not just hate work, right? I really mm-hmm. like that part because if we look at other countries, Jobs like bus drivers are very respected. Mm, yeah. But in Singapore, if you say you're a bus driver, the older generation will scold you, yeah. right? Because they say, what, are you going to be a bus driver? You're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to work in tech, you're going to do all these. But Correct. in the Western world, not so much. Eh? Bus mm. driver is a very respected job. When I talk to my kid, he would tell me, I want to be a bus driver because mm. he gets that from the cartoons and it's a meaningful job because they make the cartoon character like in Peppa Pig say, Peppa yeah, you know, Pig. I bring the kids safely to school. Yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah, meaningful it's it's, It has purpose. It's not mm. so much that like your identity is tied to it, mm. but it becomes something like I am done. But when I step into my corporate work, okay, then that is the purpose that I'm fulfilling in this time lah, mm. or in that period. Mm. And mm. I think that's what the document seems to be pushing towards. Yes. That's how I interpreted it. Yeah. To double down on that, right? Garbage truck drivers are very respected around the world yes. in the Western country. Yeah, but right? not in Singapore. No, in, in Singapore, they'll con- consider you low SES and look down on you, right? It's in the textbook. Right? Exactly. Mm. I think that, that went viral. The cartoons also use that yes. as a bad yeah. example. Which That's is... one. Um, I have a friend who worked in like social services, right? And mm. and they did they actually did a survey with uh, with some people uh, with the data with the data set, right? I, I will not name who. Um, and apparently there is a premium to the willingness of people to do these jobs. So that means, right? Like, uh, if let's say, like, what is the worst job that you would do? Maybe do. Boba tea seller, right? The the stigma is oh. not as bad, right? Boba tea seller, mm-hmm. maybe 3,000, you will do it. 2,005, okay. Right, but if I ask you to do the garbage truck, you will expect 5,000. There is a premium mm. attached to that, to that perceived inferiority, right? So there is some studies around this to suggest that that, that premium that people seek just to account for that, you know, discomfort inf- yeah, in the that job. discomfort as a result of like societal ideas okay. being that it is inferior. So it's a very interesting yeah. side thing. Uh, just, just thought I'd throw it in. No, I think that's great because you see that in certain industries, what you call risk pay. Yeah. Yes. Right? When you go work in a mine, when you do police work, there's additional risk pay or risk mm. allowance, whatever mm. they call it. Mm. Is that something that we need to throw in for these? Mm. That's a question. Yeah, but I mean, no, I, I'm going to disagree with all of you here, right? So I get that we should respect all these people, right? What they do helps, what they do is meaningful, that's fine. But from a societal perspective, why should we not grow the pie, right? Mm. Why should we not encourage our people to aspire to, bet, well, not better, but higher meaning jobs, right? Jobs that they really want to do. And we have the luxury of importing all these people who do the jobs we don't want to do. So, um, yeah, counter argument to that is, why do you think that is not a higher meaning job no so if they want to be a garbage collector go ahead right yeah. you can do it you can have a decent pay you can be respected so they should all be respected that's mm. not the point mm. right but we should also not be pushing people into the shops mm. right we have the ability to essentially buy our way out of trouble yeah. right to grow the pie to have a bigger surplus that the entire society can share so you know sure we need to respect these people we need to give them you know we need to compensate them adequately. They, they all need to have a decent standard of life. Fine, we all agree with that, right? But I don't think it should become a matter of all these jobs are glorified and therefore they uh, die-die the jobs we need to do. Good. I, yeah. I, actually, I actually, when I was reading the, the Fallout Singapore document, at first I was quite concerned because I was like 80 pages in and or maybe 70, I can't remember how many. I was like, why is there no discussion about protecting the downside of professionals? Mm. Right, like because um, 
we talk about all these like cyclical changes becoming faster and shorter, then we need to realize that a lot of these working class professionals, which is our audience and a lot of entrepreneurs, they will get impacted by these cycles, right? And their pain is 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 as bad, you know. It's, it it must be very bad, and it's like and it's a capital stacking process from a nation's perspective, right? You train this person to be an engineer, or you train this person to be like, you know, a scientist of some sort, you know. Sorry, no, no insult to scientists, uh, yeah, scientists yeah, yeah, yeah. of some sort, and then they they get they get phased out in a in a job cycle, and in within this period, then they end up no 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 choice. Okay. They they get underemployed, right? They work in like you know, uh, like let's say grab or, or something, yeah. right? They, they do some of these things. This is a tie to and solely because what? Because uh, there's a market cycle out there. They are financially not as prepared. Maybe there's some uncertainties at home. I, I don't know how big is this pocket, you know, but if, if the assumption is market cycles are going to be tighter, industries are going to go through changes faster, then this proportion of people are going to be bigger, Right, that's mm. the natural thought process. Right, mm -hmm. more people will yep. have to do very big shifts, and these people need the kind of support. We don't want them to end up as a driver. We, I, I really don't want them long to long term, long term, yeah, long term, long right? Term, like, yeah. and I don't even want them to do it short term, right? Like, I think as a nation, and and there's a little bit of a discussion in in the Forward Singapore document yep. talking about like some sort of unemployment support, yep. you know, to to help to transition people, blah blah blah. It's, it's not very yeah. sp specific, lah. But but I've I've, when I read that, oh, okay, finally. That, that, that is a new policy coming up. <laughs> that yeah, is yeah. the part that they're addressing. Yeah, okay, yeah. but I'm going to stop you there because mm. I feel the bigger problem is really the social inequality now. Mm. Okay. So that's why like they cannot also focus too much only on this group when the numbers are not yet there. Mm. The unemployment numbers are not that high yet mm. for them to address it formally in this document. Mm. I think it's a very good point. It will get high. It may hopefully not, but it may get higher. And that's what they were hinting at in the document yeah. when they talk about all these changes and AI. But at this moment, it's not something they can commit to changing because the problem is not big enough yet. The bigger Dude. problem is the people in the healthcare sector, people in the garbage trucks, dishwashers and all these little jobs that don't get that recognition mm -hmm. but yet are important for society to function and if we if we use your argument which i don't disagree with we can buy our way out get other people to come and do jobs that singaporeans don't really want like construction or garbage truck but what about like in healthcare right i know of friends who genuinely find a lot of meaning in wanting to be like a nurse a caregiver in the healthcare setting and all mm. but unlike my friends in the same jobs in the u.s they don't they have struggles with that here because the recognition and the pay and the hours Sorry, is so is it a recognition different. issue from society or is it a structural issue from the organization they're working at I think that's society, society, right? Right? so mm. you know i have respect for them that's recognition from society um the hospital overloads them because not enough. That's a structural yes. issue that the organization Fair. needs to solve. Yes. Mm, true, true. Right. It's also the pay, I think. Yeah. And I think yeah. it, that's why I say it's both. Because yes, it's a massive structural problem coming from someone that worked in, in the healthcare space. But at the same time, we as a society look at, at jobs and respecting jobs about their pay and pay only. Yes, correct. So mm. therefore, but, but I that's, say that's, it's a, that's true, a personal true. issue as well, right? No, but it's personal for me. But if everyone thinks it, it becomes a society problem. Fair, right? That's that's a fair well, point, right? Yeah. So so the point is that you need to change. Okay. So so two things. One is you need to change individual perspectives, mm -hmm. right? I think slowly with which the younger the document also yeah, also about, yes, exactly. Which is, I think slowly with our generation that's beginning to change, right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I really don't see my peers looking down at people mm, in mm. a sense or judging people's worth by their paycheck or, mm. or net worth right so so i think that's one um two is you know there is a, a i think the bigger problem is organizational issue right and trying to in a sense cheapen out or not spend on reserves or however you want to frame it to say that okay fine we recognize these people but we are not willing to pay them mm. right because who are the employers of nurses yeah. The government. Right. Um, so if you want to change the perception, you want to, you know, change and reduce the wage gap, hey, I see somebody who can do something about this. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Of course. In instead of asking people to clap for them. Um, it's true, I don't need a clap. Okay, <laughs> so, clap. So, mm. okay so okay, uh, I know I, I say that in a very we brush. We do clap. We did clap I, for them. I, I, I say it in a very brushed off way. Like I don't need a clap. Okay, but to be fair, I would love a clap, but I want a 
30% pay increment, right? Mm. Such that I can go closer to a median wage or it, because it is really affecting quality of life. And yeah. if you want mm. dignity in jobs, then the job, you the people that work the jobs, yeah, have to have a decent, good life. Like if, if everybody that work all these like dirty jobs or like, you know, like with hands and with the heart or whatever, they can live like how the financial professionals are doing day to day, right? It's great. Right then, 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 then that's great. Right then, by extension means those jobs uh, will lose its stigma. Right, and yes. you, we we can pay them properly because I do agree, Anthony. That I I really don't like it that it is just a talk of like oh you know people must be more appreciative blah 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 you know where where I I think we need a little bit more of that wage arrangement to kind of go in with. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm going to throw something, maybe a spanner in the works, where I'm conflicting myself on these hard-and-hand jobs, right? Mm. Um, I came across, uh, I was talking with someone, and I came across this idea of, of the economy. And we were just thinking, it's like, we need society to be in, uh, unequal. Inequal? One of, one of them. Unequal. Unequal. It's okay, we're not in... Yeah, we're We need society to be unequal, right? Because if I'm going to get someone to come in to paint my, my house, I'm willing to be able to pay them less than I am for me to get out of bed, which is why you're talking yeah. about foreign workers, right? So I'm willing to pay him, I don't know, 100 bucks to come in and paint my living room. But if that same thing is going to cost $1,000, I'm going to go and do it myself. And, and that's fine, right? So that's to a certain extent, right? And that's fine, and that's yeah. why that's why a lot of the Australians, yes, a lot, of DIY, a lot of DIY, uh, right? a because lot of DIY, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, then comes to the and then so that that when when I was reading this document, this sprung back into mm. my into my mind. Mm. Okay, if that's the case, Singapore has largely grown on imported labor. Yes, mm. yes. Is that a complete shift we're going to to deal with? What happens if tomorrow I want to become a construction worker? And in Australia, they earn a ton of money. Tradies are the most respected and the highest. They earn more than doctors. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, what does that yeah. mean for Singapore? What does it mean to the, for the dormitory workers or the companies that import all of these? Mm. So for me, it had these questions that obviously is going unanswered until we see a bit more of what's going on. Yeah. But what do you, what do you guys think? Okay, about? So did, that, did that spring? I have a view on this, right? Essentially... We we talk a lot about the jobs, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is which is great. But the businesses need to hire, right? So if mm. businesses hire or government need to hire, somebody gotta pay for the thing, right? So when we talk about when we talk about that, if we bring it back to how can this happen, right? Then this whole productivity thing has to kind of come into the discussion. And with all the I am honestly from the camp that there's too much cheap labor around to incentivize innovation. Okay? Yes. So there's there's just too much, like, you know, like foreign labor, you can just bring them in. There's all these passes and all these different things. I, I know the government has like kind of kept it, you know, but this is a 30-year immigration policy that is now finally seeing like, oh, maybe it's a bit too much, too quickly, right? So mm. with rampant cheap labor, it Im fundamentally impedes innovation because I don't need to spend... 100,000 to, to upgrade the system. Yes. I don't need 100,000 to upgrade the system. I can pay 200 bucks. Someone else will come in and settle within this. Sorry. That's my right? daily life in sales, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 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 exactly. Right. So, so with, with that in mind, uh, that is a structural shift that needs to happen. And I think there is a little bit of the inkling in the Forward Singapore document. Mm. They don't dare to go too far, which I can kind of understand why. Because it's your 30-year policy. There are a lot of incentive structures that needs to be broken for this to move forward. Forward. okay so i think there's that there's there's the element of that by extension also means that i think for a lot of singaporeans we got to be real with what are the industries that can stand in singapore okay and whatever that can stand is already standing right like your finance your port you know like some of these industries are there business solutions 
and they will be there. So if your passion, purpose, whatever it is, great, good on you. You're not in this discussion. You, you don't really care. It's like, I just want to buy my next condo. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, very, it's a very different discussion. But if we're talking about like a chunk of people that are thinking like, you know, these jobs pay pretty well, but I don't really want to do these jobs. You know, they can, they can play this game, right? But they don't want to play because they feel like it's empty. They want to do something else. They go and start a kopitiam behind, you know, they do a cafe, they do artists. Which is fine. You know? There's a place for every job. It's true, but you got to fundamentally grapple with the idea that it's just very hard to make the same level of quality of life because there is no industry in these things. Or actually, might you argue that they have a higher quality of life, just less to pay? Okay, they, they have a lower material quality. Material quality, quality yes. Yeah, but yes. the time flexibility Yeah, so and something needs else. to go, right? Yes. And by extension, what I'm saying is certain industries will never stand in Singapore because we are we are island city that has no suburbs, no rural. We got no, you know... We got no natural big market. We got no, we got no big market. We just, there's just nothing. A lot of those things yeah. don't exist. You have no variance in those kind of... Like like this whole like uh, 30, 30, like 30%, 20, 30 thing, like trying to grow our own veggies all that. come oh, on right. man bak choy six dollar you want to buy you're not going to buy <laughs> impossible my friends are in the industry it's like impossible like, that was not going to no, work not. nothing will beat the sun sand soil you know sea and water natural ones nothing will beat how nature you know grows veggies right and so whatever resources that we put in it's going to end up doing like those like microgreens you know? <laughs> It's like, yeah. uh, you know, those vegetables, it, right? It's things like, that you can sell for a higher price, yes. right? Because that's how these businesses exactly, survive. Right. Avocados, so the industries... <laughs> <laughs> avocados don't oversupply, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so what I'm saying is the market and the industries are fundamentally limited and will always be limited. So I, I want Singaporeans to kind of like be a bit more realistic, lah, right? Like, it's interesting yeah. that you actually raised that because I didn't pick up on that when I was reading the document. Oh, I think oh. that was something else altogether. Sure, sure. For me, it was all about how like the government seemed to be promising and committing that they're going to continue to attract all the big MNCs, the established companies, basically those where, you know, when you're a kid, I'm like, I go out, I want to work at Dyson or Facebook or whatever, Apple or whatever company, I have a dream job. Getting these companies in, mm. that was what I saw in the document. And not just that, but also when these companies come in, it's not about them bringing all their people from abroad, but opening up that to more Singaporeans to be part of the workforce and not just at whatever mandated ratios that you have to fulfill. Mm. It's really skill sharing, letting Singaporeans be part of these global organizations, big organizations. And I caught on on the part where they say they want to help the Singaporeans to even rise up the ranks of these establishments. They had one example of that, right? The one, they were, if I remember correctly, it was like a female in a really high position in one of the regional or global yeah, companies that was cited. Yes, yes. Yeah, I can't remember the exact page and um, example, but I picked up on that and I thought that was important because right after reading that 180 pages I saw the news about Hong Kong Mm. where they were losing a lot of the big companies moving to Singapore but the news also says when these companies move to Singapore they uplift their regional directors and all into yeah. Singapore of so course. it actually increases the imported foreign labour but yes. what we want to see my, is my rent is going up again it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> they come here but we have more jobs for Singaporeans and a chance for Singaporeans to rise up in these paths you know, you know what the, my thing is right that has been the narrative for 30 years. Yeah, I was just about to say it, that. It has Look, never for succeeded. Me, yeah. For me, <laughs> I, I, I completely disagree with this. No, but, but we, we have no. had 30 years. We have tried this for 30, 30 years. We have so never. many regional issues here. <laughs> yes. How we have two people to name as example. For me, that I was like, okay, so you're too scared to change the template. Yeah. When I read that, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Because I feel your forward Singapore should be, how do we make Singaporeans the next big company. Yeah. The next, how do we make Singapore companies the next big company? How do we make it a razor? How do we make creative, right? These are Singapore-based companies. TikTok is a Singaporean, but he had to start it in where? How do we make, and give them the platform to say, start here, we help you grow. Look what China did in the 90s. And maybe this is the point where Singapore companies go and say, Fine, I won't hire a foreign CEO. I give a local yes. a chance. My yes. point. Yes, right? exactly. Look, we, My we, point. Exactly. But, very, very cynically. But the document never say that. Yeah, of course, we are no. the only people. We are the only people in the world where we prefer others over we ourselves. We discriminate our own people. Yeah. yeah. 
right? Yeah, we, we, we like hiring very, you know, atas, very high position people over. Mm, we, we like to say that their skills transfer, but no, uh, I mean, no. there, there are, some, we, some, we, we work a lot around the region, right? There are so many, lo- you go to Indonesia, you go to Philippines, you go to Malaysia, it's so difficult to fire locals. Mm. There's so much mandatory training to yes. make that skills transfer happen. Do we have any here? Yes. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of mention of training, yeah. right? But, you know, so I, I think that the, the reality is that re- what the government wants is jobs. They need people employed, preferably air-conditioned, preferably in a good location, <laughs> high-rise tower, so I got commercial real estate values, right? Because nobody really wants to hop work in the sun, the sun very hot, then, then you know, people get tan and like sweaty and all that, not, not good for MRT also, ventilation very bad. That, that is the goal, right? The, the goal is to get jobs for the population, ideally good, comfortable jobs that they find meaning with, but if they don't find meaning in that, then it's a good, comfortable job that allows them to survive and they find meaning outside. Wait, wait, one more thing. A good, comfortable job that can find meaning outside while having work-life balance. You oh, sorry, no. <laughs> we, we, we don't have work-life balance anymore. We have work-life harmony. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah. You gotta extend your suffix, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be the short, okay? Yeah, yeah, We're cutting yeah. this out for the short. Yeah. <laughs> no, but exactly, right? I, I, when I read it, I was like, same tune, right? <laughs> Nothing has changed, right? We need to start to protect some of these yeah. things, right? To to prioritize our hiring of our locals, right? And, and, and that is a great place to start. Okay, right? but I'm and, very cynical. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. How many DBSs and Pius Guptas can we have, really? Well, have it you given them a chance? Have you given them no, the chance? So, is, is he honestly, Singaporean? Small. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. Yeah. I, I he's feel not. it is more likely that we have... What's that TikTok guy? Really? No, you see, see, see this, this is the thinking, right? Why are we thinking like this? Yeah. It's hard. Okay, and I, no, I, I made a cynic on, here on because what, our market what? size is small. That's the so? reality. We yeah. have no, to no. go beyond Let me tell you something. There are a lot of Singaporeans outside of Singapore in big organizations. Yeah. Bring them back. Exactly. Yeah. But we don't have a big enough organization for them to come back to. If it is, then it will be your DBSs, your UOB. There's we have so a many lot of big, big organizations. organizations. There are Singaporean, Singaporean. Okay. How mm. many are there really? Okay, Just look, look at the I, Singapore I, stock market. I get, I get the point that, you know, we, let's say, um, Albert Ng, right? He is CEO of Google Brain, Singaporean. Well, Quasi mm. Singaporean, in a sense, study in Singapore. Naturalized, um, na- naturalized. I think he might still be um, okay, Hong Kong. Uh. Okay. Um, then, then, you know, super big, right? You see, of Google Brain. He, he'll never come out of Singapore. That, that's fine, right? Um, what I am concerned about with all these MNC points is really, you know, fine. You want to you want to hire these people back in. You want to, to lead the regional sub. Great, you know, love it. You should bring all these foreign talent in. I agree, right? And maybe the next one or the next next one can be a local or like the minus one minus two can be locals. That that's fine. But then the the reality. The, the reality is that we are not really only bringing in these people. We are bringing in the fresh MBAs yeah. that don't yes. really have work experience. Yeah. And then, you know, they are like yes. late 20s, early 30s. Do, yeah. Does the MNC really need these people? Is no. there really no equivalent yeah. in Singapore? Even if they were five years more experienced to have an MBA, yeah. right? That could have done this job. So actually, in all fairness, now, to, now we've been talking about this for quite a while, but to move, this, it, yeah, to move this conversation on a little bit, there has been some movement with regards to getting your EPs and all of that, that the foreigners are finding it hard to even maintain the same job when they apply and renew, right? So I do want to point out that they are trying to make some strides in this regard. But the point I'm trying to bring up is Singapore, I feel this document didn't address the fact that they still see Singaporeans as executioners. Yes. For me, that's a big issue. We should be creating critical thinkers, innovative thinkers that go outside of the box and create something. And it doesn't matter if you fail because we'll have all the support to make sure that your next one or your seventh one or your eighth one will be the the one that makes it big. Yeah, and we have it, a whole generation yeah. of people that have already went abroad yes. to, to study abroad, get the best practices, work in MNCs, you know, move on regional positions. But yeah, you know, it's it's like... No, I mean, okay, yeah. there, there, there are a lot of outreach efforts to bring them back, mm-hmm. right? So, so I think we, we studied in Australia that there was always these IE Singapore people who yeah, wanted to hello. come and talk to you. Oh, contact Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right? No, we can't no, come no, and talk no. to you. That's all so, so I think that there is that, that push to bring people back. But I think ideally, what, what I would like to see is where we have all these people who want to try, who want to you know do something different. That is not just a white collar job mm. job, a corporate job. They should be trying in Singapore. 
right? They should not be, I need to go to the US to try to succeed. I need to go to UK to try to succeed. Yeah. Why can we create an environment for them? I know we have a lack of a big market here. You know, if we want to go regional, it's, it's painful because there's so many different languages, so many different regulations, so that fine, right? So we have all these structural disadvantages as Singapore, but we also have advantages, right? Can we use that? to create an environment for these people to succeed. Yeah. I would, I'm actually going to say I disagree in the sense that I do see the government trying. And I, I actually no, do see they have been that, trying for 30 yeah. years. No, so but I do see more, more results coming in now in the sense that it is not so, like last time if you start up your own business and you fail, you get shunned, right? You get looked down upon. Now, the odds of that happening, I see is lesser. There's also more grants being given to help lengthen the runways Just of all these entrepreneurs and stuff. You know how hard it is to get a grant. It is, it yeah, is. Yeah. But I do see that they're trying. We need to give them and say, you know, for example, he said, don't push them towards the, the hard and hand workers, the garbage truck drivers yeah. and the construction workers. I feel you should push them towards innovation. Create something new. That's what, That should be the job that everybody aspires to get. Something new in the world that can make a change. Or it's something new in Singapore to make Singapore better. Mm, mm. Fair, mm. fair. And to be fair, uh, that is a that is a situation where I think we need to change some of the fundamental social policies. Yeah. Okay. With CPF, with housing, with everything, because I do hear a lot of my entrepreneur friends. A lot of them tell me, "Oh, bro, because I need to accumulate my CPF. Yeah. Mm. I need to get the house because yeah. I need to you pay know, for my kids. Pay for my kids. I, I need all these things. Right? And life catches up with you. Yeah, like. and yeah. life catches up with you. So, and and to to be fair, this is a reality across the world. It's not yeah. unique to mm. Singaporean entrepreneurs or yeah. you know. Uh, I'm one of those. By the way. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so all these things catches up. You kind of move on, but if we want to, if this is where we want, if we want to move Singaporeans up the value chain we can no longer just do the MNC executioner roles, yeah. right? If we want to move Singapore up the value chain, which we want, if we want to take Singapore to the next level, our people need to be in the board. Our people need to be yes. making leadership roles. Our people need to be roles. next level yes. also. Yeah. Our people need to move to the next level. So our businesses and our ideas and the way we structure our stuff needs to get us to that level, right? Yeah. We need to get our businesses out into the region. I think IE Singapore is doing a little bit more jobs these days, which mm. is great, right? I see a lot more effort. Um, so that is great, right? Because only when our businesses go abroad and when we emotionally blackmail them to hire Singaporeans. Right? <laughs> so, Very important. Yeah, Very important, important. Important and do it in a social, this is a socially right. You should yes. hire Singaporeans in your leadership role, right? So as a government, we support our companies abroad. We reduce the friction for them to expand overseas. At the same time, we make them uh, make it morally right to hire Singaporeans in your senior leadership roles. Then only then we can develop a situation where more and more Singaporeans move up the yep. value chain. Agree. Because all the banks here that I talk to, Japanese bank, Korean bank, all German import. bank, French bank, all as import. long as it's not from this country, all the hate is from that country. Yes. Yeah. Okay, See so if that is the case, Singapore companies need to hire Singaporeans first and we as a society need to, you know, push from all levels. So government, I'm sure they are trying to do something. Businesses need to do something. We as a platform, we also need to talk about it. Yeah. As people yeah. who are actually workforce, you also need to upskill. Yes, and of like, course, yes. of course. Like when you are given the opportunity, seize it. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes, I mean, yes. and I think one of the ways now, it could be very controversial, but I think one of the ways that the government can help here is to try and make sure that we promote Singaporeans to the top of these Korean yeah. banks and all of that. Even a simple. It was just banks, No, I mean any, any other company, any other company, everything. any other company, right? <laughs> I feel that you could even throw in some sort of a of a of a rebate or a subsidy. Yeah, right? tax if, rebate. If X number of percentage in your C suites are Singaporeans, you get X back. Yeah. Fair. For example, now yeah. it shouldn't be as high that you're gonna hit Peter's principle and promote any Singaporean. But it should be just enough that if this guy is going to be the same as a foreigner, instead of importing, I'm going to promote Singaporean and get that added benefit. You heard this idea first on why they should. Okay, okay yeah. but to continue, I think that might happen. I think it will happen in the future because if we understand what change in EPs, right? Uh, I, I work in that sector, yes. so I can go, explain, please. right? Yeah. Compass, which went live just in September, they have different frameworks on how uh, the point that they allocate to companies in order for you to bring in your foreigner and get that work pass. And one of the criteria includes how many percent of your workforce is Singaporean. So yeah. I think they're starting now by so, making no, it a but, rule. But no, for me, that's, that's not enough. Yeah, it's, no, it's a start. 
Yeah. I see it as a start. That but, you're starting but that's first as your workforce. Aspas. No, but it's more now. So now it's EP. Not, not just SPAS, you know. Now it's EP, which has a okay. much higher salary yeah, qualification. Yeah. Right. So they're making that mandatory now as part of the framework. And then later on, I see the next natural step is to move that up to the leadership, to the C-suite. It won't happen no, overnight. See, cynically, I'll tell you, no. Because the concern is that I need enough again to sorry to use the banks as a bashing board um enough back office worker drones to fill up my office and say i have 80 percent local workforce yes yeah 100 of my leadership is foreign but i have 80 percent local workforce. yeah but what we are saying is that but we no, want but, no, them but to that's have exactly what your quota does right your quota does is the entire population of the company which is then we go i'm 80 yeah, for now for now but i don't think it's going to change but no, exactly let me tell you why it's not going to change it's been it's it's in the document. We need to bring in MNCs to help they are not concerned yes. with getting that 20% into the leadership yes. yeah, which is why we're saying that the next change that they need to and they no, must but, but, do please, please, government listen what they should the do yes. I, I agree this is what they should yeah, do I, I, I don't think it, I just uh, disagree that it's on the cards it's not on the cards I really hope we've proven wrong I hope after this it becomes on the cards to be fair to be fair we still hope on to the line of prudence okay in the later part of the document there's still a lot of this discussion about prudence but if we want to move our nation to this level we need to risk we yeah. need to take on risks right so we need to look at can we take on some special budgets you know in the bees right to explore some of these policies and cannot just be tied to prudence essentially we want bau but success Mm. Right, we want BAU business as usual, but change. Mm. Right, it's it's very hard. Right, so and we've talked about this in many other of our podcasts. You know, if you want to develop, you must target a bit. Then you can invest and then go further. Right, so there's a lot of that, and I think I think we as a nation need to do more rather mm -hmm. than just skills future. Skills future is great. Okay, I think it's closing up a little bit of a gap. Multiple iterations in is is much better. What started as a SME boss not willing to invest in my people, <laughs> I invest in them. Uh, it has moved into eh, maybe this thing can kind of work on a bigger front, right? So I think I think that's good, but I want to see more support for this kind of like transitionary leadership development where we move our nation up into the next echelon, yes. right? And yeah. it, is, it is a must. If not, it will it will not change a lot of the problems yeah. that the middle class is facing. Yeah. Yeah, so so what we want to see is more Singapore startups who fail but succeed, mm. uh, can keep failing but will succeed and they're not being discriminated or they don't lose out mm. in the failure stage. We want to see also in the established companies in the professional world that are already there and stable. We want to mm. see more Singaporeans rise up to the leadership roles. Mm. And then at the same time, we also want to see more recognition for everything else in between. Yeah. Oh, and I think uh, one thing I want to add is just, I think the Singapore Global Network is doing quite a good job you know, we're trying to con connect Singaporeans into the region, right? And also abroad, right? And and mm. uh, I think there's about 200 over 1,000 Singaporeans in different, different parts of the world. And this is something that I feel like it's high time we do more. They only have five headcount in Singapore. Okay, I know the people. <laughs> so I know what is their headcount. <laughs> and based on the headcount, you can estimate the budgets that they have, right? So I think we got to realistically tell ourselves that, okay, we want to grow Singaporeans in a leadership role. We want to move out the value chain. But at the same time, there are a lot of professionals that get redundant here, but they can thrive in, let's say, Vietnam because the industry shift over or, or they can thrive in Jakarta. And we need to open up that kind of optionality and support, reduce the friction for Singaporeans to move around. And that is stated in the For Singapore move, mm -hmm. uh, movement. So I think that that's something that I just want to add. It's, it's great. Yeah. Cool. Any last things? What very intense. I love it. Any last things? <laughs> well, I think we only really talked about jobs. Yeah. Jobs, business, economy. That's part one. I wanted yes. to complain about work life harmony, but it's okay. Go <laughs> <laughs> save Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.